Welcome to Real AI Now, uh, the podcast about real applications of AI in business brought to you by Twimpulse. My name is Mark Giambetti and I'm the product manager at Twimpulse and I'm your host on today's uh, show of Real AI Now. This podcast is available on uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and to like the episode. Today's session is about artificial intelligence and digitalization trends within insurance. Insurance has been one of the first adopters of AI and uh, today we're diving into this topic with my guest, Yussi Tomola. Hello, Yussi. Nice to be here, Mark. Yeah, thank Once you for- we see each other. <laughs> thank you for being here today. So for our listeners and, and viewers, uh, UC um, has 15 years of experience in the insurance sector, and now he's fully dedicating his time in the innovation space of insurance. He has been working on behalf of many companies globally and living uh, across the globe in Finland, UK, and Spain. And currently, UC is the CEO and founder of Yellowmay, and the world's only international insurance marketplace that compares and analyzes insurers based on the terms and conditions. So Yellowway aims to provide a streamlined high-quality service uh, through the company's business-to-business -business interactions. So to do so, UC brings a wide understanding uh, on the differences in cultures from, from living abroad and has um, brought all that experience into Yellowway. So uh, from education, uh, UC holds an EMBA from the Henley Business School. And um, on a side note, he's also the head coach for the a Finnish men beach volleyball team. Uh, he has two children, lives in Helsinki, and is um, yeah one of the happiest countries in the world, as I as I remember. And very happy to have you see here. So welcome again. Thank you. I think people are a bit even more happier than on after Sunday when we won the, the ice hockey world championship. So I think there was a lot of happy people here. <laughs> okay, fantastic. That's 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 excellent. So I think this episode could have been about um, AI and analytics in sports, but let's stick to insurance for, for today. So you see, from your experience, what are the main challenges for insurers today? Well, insurance is, is definitely in a, in a state that the, many of the industries around insurance are moving ahead with I would say increasing speed and and this causes challenges that the partially the existing business models but insurance has been building upon for now centuries already they are actually being challenged very heavily so it comes all the way down from climate change where you don't know where the weather is going up to a point that there's um, there's someone controlling your data in a completely different way than it was being done before. So it's kind of like the the world around is moving, and and definitely insurance companies and uh, the insurance industry is feeling the pressure to be able to meet up those demands as well outside of the industry. Mm, okay, so uh, lots of let's say outside challenges, and I guess also inside challenges, improvements of, of of internal processes. How can yes. digitalization help there and how can tools like artificial intelligence and the like address those problems? Well, there's a there's a lot of the bin discussion already back in the, uh, I think this already started 
15, 20 years ago when computers started to, to be more commonly, really, really commonly used. It's funny to think that it's a bit more than 20 years and then mm -hmm. really everyone has a, has a PC. <laughs> um, um, so uh, from that sense, that, that how long does it take that, that you need for the standardized processes, for example, in an insurance company that you need actually human touch anymore? I think that definitely the, the boundary is moving towards that the artificial intelligence can make more complex, pro they can control more complex products. But also, I think from the from the sense what what we what seeing now from the industry is also that there's there are products that are completely automated, so that the AI calculates premium. it calculates that the, the optimal are actually being faced in the future you as a buyer a product with an underwriter has been completely an artificial underwriter so it's not any more man-made or or human-made in in that sense mm -hmm. so definitely in in from the product aspect then looking at internal processes really there it's a lot to do with uh, looking into that how you are delivering products in the future and I, I think that that is definitely uh, a lot of the strategical discussions on a high level as well in the insurance companies that how they approach the market areas there. So is it in, internally done? Is it externally done? Whom to partner up with? Who would be the best provider to this area and, and so forth? So it's a lot of insurance has been traditionally very good in networking, but they've been mainly networking kind of like they still have been having the control of the product but if mm -hmm. the product is ai based then kind of like who are what are you building around it, it it's very interesting in that sense mm -hmm. okay so i hear a bit two two aspects so uh one i mean you touched a bit on the topic of parametric insurance right i think that's the kind of mm -hmm. type of, of insurance you're describing um how is consumer behavior changing also towards expectations to what an insurance company is offering and how um how big is the pressure to use kind of like more automated solutions to um yeah make a make a better profit on the margin and um, um but also to match these expectations clients may have today well they, definitely there they are at the I think the mindset of a buyer has changed. So if you are buying something nowadays online, and obviously the, the, the pandemic did change how people behave in their buying, so mm -hmm. that they really, they yeah. previously they were more starting the process online, but still moving kind of on site or with speaking, speaking with someone in the process. But what now people also are more used to, to search more information there. And I think if you look at the really successful, I, I was in a in a fair in e-commerce uh, fair in Berlin um, in, in the beginning of uh, May. And, and what they uh, were saying definitely, and they had case studies there as well, looking into how companies are, they, the, the really successful companies are able to explain what the product really is about. Mm -hmm. So as to you as a buyer, you really understand is it a coffee maker or whatever you're kind of what are the features in it and you're more used to to do this online and then just buy it so it it does cause that that the, the buying funnels and the, the usage funnels as well 
needs to be in place so that you really get the service instantly. People are used to getting an instant service mm-hmm. instead of being in a queue for half an hour or or yeah. to or to to answer uh, answer to questions which will take you half an hour to to kind of yeah. get uh, forward. So I think they they're definitely the amount of interactions that we do on a daily basis on online they it, it's increasing and it also makes that okay you need yeah. to be able to give your message in a shorter t- period of yeah. time what is the value there so i imagine also now newer generations like the millennials buying insurance for the first time um, have a completely different expectations right maybe they don't want to have the agents sit on their couch at home uh, over coffee and fill out like uh, some forms of them right but it's the expectation is digital right like the expectation yeah the expectation is digital and definitely yes on 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 a mobile device basically so really i think this this i think now the figures are i don't remember the latest what i've seen but it's kind of like it has turned around so you don't use your desktop anymore you really are on your mobile and do everything there and i think it's it's also the the mindset there of thinking that what do I really need? Where do I need kind of the the the, the cover? And mm-hmm. what I've also always challenged the insurance companies that, well, consider what is important for, for a 16, 17, 18 years old, what we were considering when when I'm mm-hmm. I'm 40, 42 now, but but what I was considering 20 years ago, what important for me. What they are considering important now, Today. then you then you get to the point that okay, what would be kind of the security or the the risk reduction and what it would benefit them? Then then you're more to the point there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so up to now we spoke a bit about uh, let's say the, the the sales and potentially underwriting step of the process, right? Now the moment of of truth happens. There is a claim. Let's let's take motor for example, right? There was an accident with the car. My car is damaged. Um, how do you see expectations also there in the settlement of claims changing? What are insurers doing to provide a good, um, let's say, client experience in, in the moment of truth? Well, I think this, this is a lot market dependent as well. They, if, if looking at who owns the car, for example, nowadays, mm-hmm. is, it, is it the leasing company? Is it privately leased? Is it company leasing? Well, kind of it starts also the mm-hmm. process there or do you own the car so if you own it you have more control of it and then kind of i i don't know is the expectation even more higher if you you have been the mm-hmm. one selecting the car and the insurance on top of it yeah, yeah. So, so definitely so mm-hmm. definitely that's kind of like looking at it from from the claims aspect really is that you need to know where where you start the the dialogue and how you're able to just claims the despite I come from the claims background, despite the 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 the, the, the speed and, and what is there is that you know what to do next and that you have a capability to reach this uh, usage of uh, assistance in that place. Yeah. This is important. So it's kind of in 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 from an online aspect, you need to educate basically already when people are buying how to react if something happens. Yeah, yeah. So personally, as you know, right, I come from the reinsurance background and a hot topic uh, in that industry in general has also been the topic of embedded insurance, right? You touched a bit on it, like who owns the car? Can you explain to our listeners what, what embedded insurance is and give a couple of examples from, from, from different types of embedded insurance? Yeah, 
Yeah, sure. So embedded insurance, and I think this is, I think I can I can bring it even to a bigger picture because there's a lot of talk as well connected insurance. I think it's a it's yeah. kind of like the 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 variation which you want to to utilize. But I think connected insurance describes better what what it's at least going towards. Mm -hmm. uh, so so it means that you in a buying stage. Let's give an example. You buy a mobile phone. You're buying the mobile phone, mm -hmm. uh, and you consider, and then you go onwards on the flow. You're considering that what are different alternatives. I think nowadays it is that a lot of the brands already, and I think it's a good thing, uh, but are also that you need to buy the charger nowadays also for your phone. You don't get it anymore on top of the oh, phone, yeah, yeah. so you need to select it as an accessory. Uh, but I think it's good because otherwise there were so many like so many chargers around there and well. Yeah, I think but I anyway, draw so, of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So 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 you so you select your accessories. Then you're thinking of okay, I need some kind of a cover, probably a risk coverage for this as mm -hmm. well. If I if I break it, and then then you you are being offered. Uh, Probably either it might be extended warranty for it, or or then or or the, you know, usually it's nowadays extended warranty insurance, even though it's just the extended warranty. Or then then you get a full blown insurance product for the for that mobile phone, and you buy it on when you're actually making the purchase of the phone. Mm -hmm. Then you get the policy terms, you get everything in that process flow, and you buy it from one single location. So you don't you buy it from the mobile provider. There is a most likely they're not the insurance company. This is very very seldom. I haven't seen at least, mm -hmm. but but they they buy it. They have a partner who will sell the insurance. You will buy it. But mm -hmm. going further into the connected insurance part would be there that you go back to to this. For example, you have bought it from a mobile provider who has an application, which you have made the purchase. Mm -hmm. They will offer also the access to the claims part when something happens to, to the phone. So you're not jumping anymore to see where my terms are and you're reading the terms there. Instead of you go to the one application, they will guide you through to the, to the claims part and they will assist you from that one point of entry. So, mm -hmm. so that is kind of the connected insurance and what, what is, it is really definitely going forwards to, towards that direction. Okay. That is one. That is one example there, and embedded insurance in in the sense now as touching the cars. Well, there is a, if you look at even though you can still select, but you are seeing more and more. Um, for example, from Tesla having an mm -hmm. own insurance company, <laughs> and yes, you still can buy it from Nationwide or some other U U.S. brand there as well. But if you look at it, then kind of like it's embedded with the data that you get from the car. It calculates your premium. It collects the data, adjusts it in in a, year, on a yearly level. So really, it's kind of utilizing the data. So mm -hmm. in in this sense, in the first example, it's kind of you you basically the data what you have from the buyer in a, if you're buying a mobile phone is that okay how much the mobile phone cost was. But in a car, it's a lot more complex. It's how you drive, how you how you yeah, it's more consumption based and and it's how the service is. and and interesting regards to we've been talking of usage based insurance kind of that's the the, the it's a form of the embedded insurance that it's it hasn't really taken it's uh, it's really hasn't fly flown yet 
but now I saw figures that in US there there was as an example there was marketing spend in the beginning of the year was for people who were marketed usage based insurance for cars was eight percent but fourteen percent of people of these people bought it so that there is more people buying usage based mm-hmm. insurance even though they were not they were not marketed for those people in 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 US for example mm-hmm. so. So really, there there's a there's a shift in in the market space, and it means as well that buyers are more aware and they search the information themselves. And I think this is the big thing, thing as well for when you have all the digital processes, you will not be faced um, in the future. You need to have the AI and the robotics to deliver the services to give details for buyers because the buyers will not call you. <laughs> <laughs> or 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 come to the local office you already have been disclosed or selected out from the process before anyone is going there mm-hmm. and then and, and i said it's it's part of the, the claims process how automatic it can be and and i know as an example from one of the nordic insurance companies there they had a process in the beginning when they were launching they had mm-hmm. for certain aspects completely automated claims reimbursement but what they want, they needed to do in the beginning, that they needed to slow down the process because it was not trustworthy for me as getting a claims reimbursement three seconds afterwards when I had filed the claim onto their <laughs> system because they made the decision already there. But they slowed it down, and it it actually the re- claim reimbursement or the the cover well basically the the payment of the claim came one one day later. But now it's actually there. Now they have gone back to it, but it comes Im- immediately because okay. it because because we are used to it, so that you get instantly the service and you get it because we know that it's a lot of is being done automatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've been in touch also with um, let's say a computer vision startup uh, from from Italy, working in that space. You know, settling claims in the in the motor space, right? Like estimating uh, damages and basically improving the user experience at the moment of truth. But now getting back also a bit to the, let's say the distribution, right? You mentioned that, okay, I'm buying this car and I'm buying the insurance like an add-on. It's already there, right? No need to go to have this separate uh, contract with with Nationwide uh, as an example. How do you see, um, so there is this FinTech, a lot of FinTech startups, distribution of insurance gets easier and easier because there is white label products and you don't necessarily need to be an insurer to sell insurance. And then there are the traditional insurers who have been in this business for a long time. What can both learn from each other and how do you see these uh, dynamics in the market uh, evolve? Well, uh, I would definitely say that it, it, is, it comes down really to the strategical discussions as well from a company level. Kind of like, are you gonna be, and you're coming from the reinsurance side as well, is it is it that the traditional insurance company, some of them definitely have already now partially selected the role that they are kind of the reinsurer of, mm-hmm. of products. They have separate platforms. Uh, I believe that quite few of the American uh, companies actually have a kind of a fintech. Well, they actually are testing the market there. They own the they own the fintech slash insurtech completely, but then then they are looking into the space of kind of being the reinsurer for that company and still upholding the existing uh, business areas. Mm-hmm. But but what 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 we do and what we look at is really that okay, what 
companies make sense to work together. I think this is kind of the, the big innovation gap is still there, that there's a lot of brilliant ideas coming out from Insotex and Fintex and Healthtex and, and Rectex. There's a lot of them, but but and, and startup space generally, but kind of to, to really meet up that, okay, how this is being transformed as value for the buyer, either with the insurance company and 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 to do so is is obviously you utilize data you need to have a lot of good data analytics in between in order that you see that what kind of product works and and i believe that that definitely looking at the, the in some areas not in all but in a lot of areas still the, the the old traditional incumbent insurance companies have a lot of traditional data mm -hmm. but these could be utilized in a new way by by a fintech or an institutech that to utilize it looking the data differently than mm -hmm. the traditional insurance companies have looked at before and then come by that ah okay here's for example is a product space that has not been utilized before at all that there would be still buyers on it. But I think it's it comes down to being brave as well. Insurance okay. companies and, and the insurance industry has not been so proactive in trying out because mm -hmm. with the data, you can also, and with automation, you can adjust things a lot more quicker than having traditional underwriters underwriting everything and re rewriting terms and conditions. Okay. I think there definitely is, is, mm -hmm. is a gap still. Yeah. So uh, as I was saying, so insurance has always been about data, right? And assessing data and using data yeah. to, to assess risks. Now, looking at the global scale, who, who has a lot of data, right? It's the big tech, the funds, right? The Facebooks and Googles of, of this world. Uh, you mentioned Tesla. Well, they, they also have data, but in a, let's say, particular field. How can you explain that big tech hasn't jumped massively yet on insurance? Well, well one thing is, is actually money. And, and money from the aspect that if you look at, well, let's say I, I, I haven't seen the latest figures, but how much insurance industry is paying for Google of advertisement mm -hmm. and <laughs> looking at it from that aspect that, yes, will you move that? Okay. If you, I, if I would go to, to, I would not be at the CEO, I would go to my CEO saying that I see here's a, there's a great potential in this the specific industry but we would basically kill the the the, the marketing revenues yeah. <laughs> marketing yeah, okay. goals on on this sense i think that's one of, that definitely is one of the big drivers there mm -hmm. I, I think from the aspect that the just none of these if you look at google's dominant uh, position there in in the space of of uh, web searches but and they're they're there for for any any area but but if you look at i think they definitely be have been and you see it as well from amazon's point of view they have hired a lot of insurance uh, background people because mm -hmm. because people go for their platform for their marketplace on a specific reason to go some to buy something and they already have launched some of their 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 mm -hmm. the products to the insurance space uh, in India, they have a motorbike insurance, if I remember correctly, and they have uh, also other uh, insurance areas. They're what they're trying out for, for example, vendors that you have a vendor insurance onto your products and so forth. So, and and I would say that it it needs to go deeper than being on the surface. I think Google partially is is too much in the front 
because kind of like mm -hmm. before for them to jump into it. Facebook has created a lot of connections towards the insurance industry. You buy your insurance through uh, pages of the flow in, in Facebook, for That's example. Fair. So so you have they have the connection there. But but if looking at it from the aspect of what what is there happening and, and kind of more on a let's say on a more precise level it goes, mm -hmm. if I would, for example, and, and that already exists, you you're an Uber driver, you are insured when you're riding via the platform, Uber offers you an insurance there. Oh, or okay. I heard and I heard also that there was an interesting startup in in Indonesia or and Malaysia. They were running a business so that that they they were insuring the, the food uh, delivery individual people who were delivering food for 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 those startups so they were covered once you were driving so <laughs> that the insurance always kicked in once you were driving uh, uh, when you were delivering food in your individual platform yeah. so i think it goes a bit deeper than where 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 kind of where in the surface these really big techs are most of them but i would <laughs> say that excluding amazon as from the reach and kind of the potential what they have in the background Okay, yeah. so these, uh, let's say, digital ecosystem and insurance ecosystems are getting like interconnected more and yes. more. So it's uh, it's basically there where, where, where the buyers are. Um, I want to ask you, what, what are the, let's say, so you're working on, 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 on digital marketplaces. Where do you see the, where do you see the journey going? What, what do you consider to be the trends for the next uh, five to 10 years? Uh, on, on, on the digital marketplaces? Digital marketplaces or... for insurance, yeah. I would say that they will they start to be more and more interconnected to the processes, being more embedded there. I think it's it will be more and more difficult for people if if it's not being built like there are some players in some local markets. In Germany, there's one big player where you are basically comparing all your from electricity to gas to, mm -hmm. to cars to whatever, as and that you go and compare there, whatever it is, as an area. And then you have insurance there as well. Yeah. Then you kind of end up also to, to be on that on that platform. But but if looking at it from, from this point of departure, I would go, I will go and buy a house in the future they i will buy the insurance in the process from the real estate company or from the bank who who loans me the money mm -hmm. and they probably have a very good to offer there in into the process as well if i commit into it so it's kind of really the the, the mindset there that what is what is kind of the what is happening there so i think that's the, that's definitely it will be more embedded um and I would say that the buyers are less looking for an individual insurance product in the future. So there definitely needs to come, the value needs to come from something else than kind of covering the risk in, in many of the cases. Mm -hmm. That's why, for example, in life insurance, there is a, there's a very good example of this company called AIA in Asia, which has, has really utilized data and partnerships to collect uh, all relevant data relating to health and when when they're collecting the data then they also are committed to to sign up and utilizing how healthy you're living or how healthy you're acting and supporting the supporting the healthy lifestyle 
instead of the other way around that just getting the premium from a life insurance and not supporting the journey how to be and live longer. And that again, with digital technology, you can, let's say, take the customer on this journey throughout the years. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so I would say that they, they it goes further and further in, in from the sense that, that I would say that the insurance companies, really the big ones especially, they will have their own digital platforms where they are doing different things. So the kind of uh, alliance has their own reach of what they have branded as a health insurance, for example, mm -hmm. they, or what they have branded as being a car insurance, for example, that kind of just they most like they have their, their, the power to do so. But I would say that it still gives room as well for individual insurtechs and fintechs who are being able to find those niche areas, which is very, which you have a good uh, buyer buying uh, base that people are interested of the product. Mm -hmm. So that's why that's why the data collection and, and analytics regards to the data is important, so yeah. that you're able to utilize it. Okay, so I mean, uh, so, so the, the the name of this podcast is Real AI Now, right? So AI is powering and enabling even this yes. these these processes, right? So it's not. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely, it is it is there. I, I think that it will it will definitely be be the the core driver as as data has been in already in the past, but it 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 needs to be be more relevant for the buyer in in order that they. They, they will commit to the products as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe looking a bit at, at, at cool insurance product, novel ideas you wouldn't have thought about, I don't know, 10, 10 years ago. What would be the one you would pick and say, wow, this was an exciting new product uh, an insurer has well, brought to well, the market? Well, well, I, well, well I definitely, I think this is kind of, and that, that's even a no-brainer. I, I heard it, uh, you mentioned the parametric insurance, but mm -hmm. kind of the no-brainer of that there is an automated service that looks that if the cloud is off offline, that you're mm -hmm. not able to access your data on the cloud. Yeah. And there's, a, there's an automated process to, to give you some of the losses that you can, uh, that there's an automated claims reimbursement there yeah. as a parametric insurance. That is one thing that kind of like, yeah, it should have been there already. Uh, they, I think that's one of the things. But also, they, I, I think now when looking into the, the, the weather and, and those, definitely the, all the flood insurances where you kind of have estimated what is a flood level, then that's already, that's a flood that will automatically, without any, and, and you get the data from satellite pictures and, and so forth. And payment is so triggered. Yeah, without, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and distributed in, in without any any human interaction there, definitely. These are, these are there. Um, and I think it's definitely of looking kind of what, what the pandemic did for people mm -hmm. is, is the, the ones that it's more going, when you look at a bio age, what, what you have really done for your body and how you're able to, to look at how, how you are living now, you know, that you live a healthy life 20, 30 years, that you have uh, support from products that are really uh, committed to give you a guidance how to, mm -hmm. to eat healthier, how, to, how to, mm -hmm. to do exercises and so forth, and, yeah. and to utilize that side. These are, I think, very important ones. Yeah. So nobody's insurer giving like uh, subscribers for life insurance this Fitbit, right? So like uh, to also keep track of, 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 of their, uh, let's say, um, uh, 
moves and, and, and counting the steps throughout the day, right? So that's uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, and, and well, and yeah, and not only steps. I think if you if you look at uh, what all these uh, different appliances can can uh, can collect, I, mm -hmm. I saw now a really cool application which basically scans your face and gives you a kind of a health measurement there, okay. without <laughs> any interaction of saying that you met the doctor or anything. They they calculate from from the from the expressions and using just a smartphone camera there, mm -hmm. and this you can then give to your customers and okay that okay now. You are you have a high stress level or whatever they're kind of like really that if people don't uh, to give more options to to be healthier as well because this in the long run as well is is beneficial for the for the companies there mm -hmm. and i think from the other sense as well is is kind of like if looking at it uh, from in a in a in from through the data is that okay what can happen in the future i think this is more we we should be able to be uh, predicting partial partially the the future events there in in like the like the the, the drought in in crops or whatever there mm -hmm. so that you kind of are able to support that that the farmer who has a drought will not uh, stop their business because that will be very important for the following year again so that mm -hmm. they're able to really really keep up their uh, their work there so i think these all are are very important ones there to, yeah. to be considered in the future and this is again uh for instance you mentioned crops now uh, also with with droughts uh, we're speaking all right so like basically if uh, you buy some of the crops from the big players right you're buying the insurance with that right you have a guarantee that your crop will be uh, having a certain performance and if not uh, you're getting some some money back right so mm, yeah to, to survive right? yeah yeah okay so exciting times ahead in the area of insurance uh, and uh, AI power trends. So thank you very much, Yusi, for this interesting discussion today. Thank you. Uh, thank thanks you. Uh, for the, the, the insights on uh, the trends in insurance and also where the journey is going. And uh, yeah, pleasure was all mine. So thanks. Thanks for being my guest. Thank you. Thank you. It was very, very nice. Yeah. And yeah. we'll be in touch. <laughs> thank you. And for our subscribers, please um, like this episode. And if you haven't done so, um, subscribe to this episode of the podcast Real AI now. Thanks for being uh, listening in and um, have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye.